I greet you in Lord's holy name. Uh, we have come to the fourth uh, day of uh, studying the book of Esther. Personally, I was uh, very much blessed uh, as I was preparing for this book. In the uh, opening session, uh, as we prayed, it is not just an historical book, but uh, it is uh, a definitely a book where we are ministered uh, through God's word in a wonderful way. Even as we have come to the last uh, uh, session, I have requested uh, dear Lavinia from Hyderabad to lead us in prayer. Lavinia? Uncle. Yes, sir. Yeah, uncle. Yeah, yes. I'm here. Thank, thank you, uncle. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, good evening. Good evening to everyone. Let's pray. Uh, our dear Heavenly Father, we are coming to your feet, O Father. Thank you, Lord, uh, for giving wonderful uh, evening, uh, Lord. Uh, thank you for using Billy Uncle in our lives, O Father. In many areas you are teaching us and you are spe speaking with us, O Father. Lord, uh, we are giving uh, thanks to you, your name, O Father. Lord, you are the Lord of Lords. You are the King of King of Father. You have authority to change our lives, O Father. You know every inner heart of father lord we are asking we are asking your father please so father lord show your mercy and also father lord what you are expecting from us so father lord we are not we not only we are listeners so father what we are learning everything should be happen in our lives so father lord lead us lead our lives and be with us so father lord please give the attitude that uh, we have to change and uh, our thinking our thoughts and our deeds should be bring glory to your name of oh father in this world we have to uh, reflect your image of oh father lord transform our lives uh, unto your likeness of oh father lord please uh, be with us oh father and uh, we are submitting each and every one uh, your hands of oh father uh, thank you for giving a uh, wonderful day and uh, uh, this um, uh, Esther Bible study, uh, you are speaking in any many areas of Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you uh, for the great things you are going to do uh, in our lives, so Father. Uh, we are pray uh, I'm worshiping and I'm praying and I'm submitting in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Lavinia, for the prayer. I appreciate that. Uh, Monday, when we started. Uh, we started with uh, the culture of the Persian uh, Empire. They have overtaken from Babylonians, but Jews are continue to be under the bondage. Earlier they were under Babylonians, now they are under Persians, but with a different type of a cultural background. Being a Jew, Esther could come up as a queen that was God's uh, uh, mighty act and we looked at uh, the broad outline of uh, the book of <coughs> Esther with a key verse that is chapter 4 verse 14 and we could clearly see that uh, the wonderful characters of Esther though the word God is not mentioned in the book we have noted down that God's hand is upon his people and the way in which God acts, it is a, a marvelous thing. Even Tuesday, when we continued our thoughts on God's sovereignty, 
the last paragraph of chapter two. Though people can forget, but God remembers, and God is in control of every situation. The growing evil thinking among people, it is uh, very much true, as we saw in the life of uh, Aman. The evil is growing, and the thinking is very bad. At the same time, we looked at Modegai. Not only his actions, even his reactions, we need to give importance. That's what we saw. As I said, every day we wanted to have the highlight of the character of Esther, because uh, this book uh, is in her name, and uh, in Jewish culture, women are not considered as important. It's a male-dominated culture, but even otherwise. in the bible we could see that ruth and esther are highlighted the one who has written this uh, book we do not know exactly who has written they could have very well written in the name of mordegai and keeping esther as a very prominent character in the book no it is in the name of esther and we have to learn uh, about uh, the characters of esther Yesterday we saw the wise uh, uh, way of handling, and Esther being a wise lady. Then uh, we could uh, look at uh, God's sovereignty in giving the disturbed sleep for that king. And chapter six, verse one, is a very important phrase we have noted down. Even today, God is at work. That's what uh, we can clearly see. And uh, God's dealing on the evil. it's uh, very much highlighted when uh, aman was thinking that uh, he is going to take control of situations and he is going to get rid of modegai and all his people but god in his mercy god in his grace protected modegai and also the people of him we looked at uh, the enemy the understanding of enemy because when we study a book from old testament we have to be very careful in the light of new testament we have to study not only book of esther every other book in old testament when you study you keep this principle that does it mean that we should leave old testament when you study the new testament we have to understand the background of old testament and then study the new testament that leads me to an important point as we are excited with bible studies we need to have the survey of the old testament and survey of the bible when we have a big picture of uh, the bible that will be very helpful to us it is not just a uh, one uh, story or one incident we are studying we are studying in a holistic way the old testament and the new testament in fact my good friend dr godwin nicholson is very much concentrating on the survey of the old testament even his uh, famous uh, uh, class 6000 years in 6 hours now it is available uh, in youtube and uh, you can contact him and uh, during this uh, corona time in the lockdown period you can make use of that one and you can get a big picture of the old testament even new testament survey is also very important in that way we know that uh, understanding of enemy in the new testament context yesterday we looked at we saw yesterday the fall of haman 
it reminds us from Psalm, uh, Psalm 7, uh, verses 14 to 16. It's like this. Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to delusement. Disillusionment. Look at that. Whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to the disillusionment. How true it is in Amman's life. They think of evil and uh, they end up in a very sad story. Verse 15, whoever digs a hole, scoops it, to, it out, falls into the pit they have made. They themselves are going to fall in the hole which they digged for others. That's what happened in Haman's life. The trouble they cause recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. Their violence comes down on their own heads. My dear brothers and sisters, our God is a God of love. At the same time, God is a God of just. And uh, even we also can uh, think, uh, think evil. We may not be like Haman removing the whole community, but we can plan things uh, against others. We may think of evil, but we need to be very, very careful that uh, uh, if we pregnant with uh, evil, definitely we will be in trouble. That's what uh, the passage says, the psalmist says. And also when we wanted to pull others' leg, it's possible that we may fall into the same uh, level. Uh, see, as we see this uh, incident, uh, we have to see that uh, history repeated in 1953. Uh, this I have taken from uh, this uh, guide to the Bible. It's a very powerful book. It's a wonderful book. In many, many ways, it's very useful for us to follow. And one of the participants mentioned that she's regularly using this Willingston's Bible, a Willingston Guide to the Bible. Uh, in the end of the book of Esther, the author has written this story. It's a big passage, but I'm just taking only two paragraphs. On March 1st, 1953, a bare eight years after the Holocaust that took the lives of 60 lakhs of Jews, 60 lakhs of Jews. Now, Stalin unveiled a proposal to liquidate the Jews in the Soviet Union. This time, he wanted to get rid of 630 lakhs of Jews. He has decided already 60 lakhs are gone. And now he has decided on March 1st. You have to read that article. And it says on uh, March 1st, he took a hard decision in the uh, place. And when he was going, that's what it says. He shut the door in hungry. But what happened? It did not happen. The 1st of March, they decided on 9th of March, they will get rid of 30 uh, lakhs of Jews in Soviet Union. But the next day morning, that is on March 2nd, he died 
because of a stroke. And nothing has happened. And in fact, they kept the body for one week and they lay in a, in a state for a week and was buried on March 9th, which was the Jewish holiday, Purim. My God. I don't know why they didn't uh, bury him on 8th March or 10th March. They did it on the same day when Jewish people have their, every year they celebrate Purim. It has happened. It has happened. How we came to know? The uh, reporter who escaped from Russia, he went to America. That's what it says, this article says. As uh, he has gone to America, he revealed all these truths. My dear brothers and sisters, as I was reading, I am taken aback. I was shocked. There are many questions come into my mind. As I said on Monday, there are big questions when you read such stories like that. The first question is, why God allowed 6 million Jews to die, but protecting 3 million people? 60 lakhs of Jews were killed or affected. Some of them were killed and others are affected. Why God allowed to allow things to happen? But we know that uh, God is sovereign. We cannot question him. Each person is precious before God. But lakhs of people, thousands of people are dying in these days. Where God is? That's a big question. At the same time, when a person like Stalin, very famous leader in Soviet Union, died of a stroke just after the next day when he took a decision to do like that. I'm sure some of you and, uh, think that why oh, don't happen right now. Some of the enemies are there for the church. Some of the enemies are there for my family. And some of the enemies are there for my life. Let them die tomorrow morning. No, not at all. Not at all. God is in control. God is in control. Remember that. And Purim is a festival, Jewish festival. And it was a holiday announced by the king in such a way that uh, they could celebrate uh, for the goodness of God in delivering them from the enemy. That we are going to look at little later. Uh, and uh, history repeated. Here we see that uh, uh, in today's uh, class, we are going to look at three chapters and three words I wanted to highlight. The joy among the Jews clearly comes out in uh, chapter 8. Rejoicing. The lovely word joy. And the second chapter, that is ninth chapter, we see a word victory. A day of victory and triumph. That's highlighted. Third chapter, it's a, a third one, that is chapter 10. It's a very small uh, uh, chapter, only three verses, but uh, very clearly it talks about being a blessing, being a blessing to others. So three words, joy, victory, blessing. All of us have to constantly experience these three things. That's what uh, going to be the outcome of today's Bible study. Let's hear God's word. We may not have 
much time to read the whole passage. I wish that we can read all the uh, three chapters together. Uh, and today I requested dear Sangeeta from Mysore, Egypt, to uh, read this passage for us. Esther 8, 1 to 6. Yes, Sangeeta. Yes, Uncle. On the day King Azura gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, and Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was to her. And the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Then Esther spoke again to the king. She fell at his feet and wept and pleaded with him to avert the evil plan of Haman, the Agagite, and the plot that he had devised against the Jews. When the king held out the golden scepter to Esther, Esther rose and stood before the king, and she said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and if the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let, him, let an order be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman the Agagite, the son of Amedada, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who were in all the provinces of the king. For how can I bear to see the calamity that is coming to my people, or how can I bear to see the destruction of my kind raid? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Sangeeta, for that lovely reading. I appreciate that. When you look at uh, chapter 8 and 9, we can uh, see many points. It is not just a joy or rejoice comes like that. First two verses, it's very important. We see that king took an action. He took initiative to make Mudagai as a prominent man. He made him as a prime minister and he gave him the authority. The signet ring is nothing but gives an authority. And uh, it is very important to note that uh, uh, Modegoy has received the prominent place and power. And not only that, the estate, the whole place is not just one building. The whole area was given to Esther and uh, Modegoy. I want to stop here and I wanted to uh, imagine the attitude of Modaga in this situation. We could very clearly we see, we could see that Modaga could have been a content person. He could have been just praising God, saying that, Lord, uh, I worked for it, and then uh, I achieved it. Thank God, God has blessed me. God has given me a position. God has given me uh, blessings, and I have a comfortable life now. No. Not at all. And many of the Christian leaders, they think that when they achieved the position, when they achieved a place or uh, anything uh, as a worldly pleasures, they think that all have come because of their hard work. It's all because, uh, quote unquote, God's blessings. That's the way they look at it. My dear brothers and sisters, Please look at Modegai. Why I take time to talk about it, 8, 1, and 2 definitely should be uh, looked at from the last two verses. That is chapter 10, verse 2 uh, and 3. Little later, we are going to look at that verse. Don't stop in 8, 1, and 2. We know that we have very bad role models. Some of them 
they stopped there and they justify also they justify and say that i have given my life to get it and uh, i got uh, every uh, blessings for you now you take care of it let me enjoy and all in the name of god all in the name of god my young dear friends hear me whenever you get any worldly recognition and pleasures and blessings especially in terms of material blessings you have to be doubly careful i want to underline that you have to be doubly careful not only careful doubly careful it's very much possible that you can say that god has blessed me and then you can lose your focus okay let me go forward verses 3 uh, to 8 we see that uh, yes sir intercedes for her people to the king and she pleads to the king to take care of her people sankita has uh, read the passage very nicely look at verse 6 he says uh, she says to the king for how can i bear see disaster fall on my people how can i bear to see the destruction of my family she was not stopped uh, after king has recognized him rather she wanted to plead before her and that uh, request was accepted and uh, from 9 verse onwards we see that uh, a new decree was given and that led the people to rejoice it's uh, very interesting to see that uh, chapter 8 verse 15 Uh, it says that when mordecai left the king's presence he was wearing royal garments of blue and white a large crown of gold and purple robe of fine linen and the city of susa held a joyous celebration and the city of susa held a joyous celebration same verse 15 but chapter 3 is completely different i'll read esther 3 verse 15 the couriers went out spurred on by the king's command and edict was issued in the citadel of susa the king and haman sat down to drink but the city of susa was bewailed here we see that but the city of susa was bewailed that is 315 but uh, 815 the table is completely shifted it's other way around we see that uh, the city of susa held a joyous celebration my brothers and sisters uh, i want to highlight some of the uh, important learnings we need to have from this passage one commentator very nicely he uh, compares esther chapter 8 with romans chapter 8 i really liked it as we compare this two verses 15 we can compare the chapter also chapter 88 with the uh, uh, romans 8 in chapter 8 uh, of esther the jews are freed from king's decree of death by the dominance of mordecai because of mordecai's effort just as in romans 8 chapter we are freed from the law of sin and death by the power of the spirit in our lives already we have studied romans 8 chapter 
And when we are studying Romans 8 chapter, I told you that uh, uh, one commentator say that uh, Romans 8 chapter is a, something like a read. The, one of the best uh, chapters in the Bible. It, con it contains every uh, details of a human life. Right from creation till the end, everything is covered. And it's uh, something like a ring. And in the beginning, uh, where we see that uh, the law of sin and death was uh, under us, uh, uh, above us. We came under the law of sin and death. But because of Christ, but because of the power of the Spirit, we have, it has removed. And uh, the commentators write like this. That is a choice we continually face every day of our lives. Shall we follow the flesh or the spirit? Shall we follow the flesh or the spirit? He talks about it like uh, Haman is reflecting the fleshly desires. He wanted to get rid of people and he wanted to show he is great. But uh, Modegai had a different spirit, wanted to protect God's people. So are we going to come under flesh or spirit? This is uh, uh, one good point we need to make note. And uh, going back to chapter 8, we see that uh, because of the deliverance, the natural uh, response was joy. They were rejoicing. And they started celebrating. That's what it says. And uh, chapter 8, last uh, verse, that is uh, 17, says, um, six, 17 says like this, in every province and every city uh, to which the edict of Christian uh, king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews with uh, feasting and celebrating. And many people of other nationalists became Jews because fear of the Jews had seized them. Hear me, this is verse 17 of chapter 8. Only in chapter 9, we could see that uh, thousands of other people were killed. Even before that, there was a fear among the non-Jews. We need to imagine that. How come it has happened? Because of the real joy among the, among the Jews. They were celebrating the goodness of God. Naturally, other people feel that uh, the God whom they worship is the living God. And they wanted to join with them. It is not out of fear they have joined. Of course, it says that uh, because fear of the Jews had seized them, many ways we know that uh, uh, it is not that they will kill us, but because of the joy in them should help. Another commentator uh, has mentioned one famous preacher, Billy Sunday's uh, message, uh, quote like this, when he's talking about this verse. If I have no joy, if you have no joy in your religion, there is a leak in a Christianity somewhere. If you have no joy in your religion, there is a leak in your Christianity somewhere. How true it is. My brothers and sisters, 
as we say that uh, we are very joyful and uh, we rejoice god has delivered me from sin and death penalty of sin and uh, i am not under the bondage of death i have entered into the eternal uh, life how much this joy should affect if the joy is not affecting others something wrong with somewhere that's the way billy sunday says and uh, when you look at chapter 9 we could uh, see that it could be clearly divided into two paragraphs the first paragraph chapter 9 verses 1 to 15 we see that uh, the jews triumph over the enemies that's a victory they destroy their enemies a big question why god's people killed 75000 on that day and even the next day and uh, we could see that uh, amon's 10 sons by name it's mentioned 10 sons very interesting the writer of the book has mentioned the name of amon's wife and later all the sons name 10 names but we see that they were killed on that 13th 500 people in the palace itself that means the 10 families were killed and the next day in susa there are many more people died they were killed and uh, esther wanted their bodies to be on the pole that's what uh, it happened we don't know answer why esther has to have such a uh, desire for them to be killed uh, in the present day at times i can think of uh, gladys stains in odisha it is not that nation was killed or it was not uh, the community was killed her own husband and two lovely children 11 years and 9 year old boys were burnt alive burnt alive but she said forgive them i want to i have wholeheartedly forgive those people who killed my husband and above all that two lovely boys they burnt them right uh, here we see that other way round the uh, victory was celebrated by killing others then verses 16 to 32 we see that it became a feast a feast of purim was instituted and uh, what things have happened it's mentioned then we could see very clearly mordegai is writing a letter about how to celebrate purim chapter 9 verses 20 to 28 we can read a long passage uh, mordegai has written interestingly we see that esther also has written in a, a continuation of mordegai has written that we could read in chapter 9 verse 29 to 32 so here i want to stop and want to talk with you about two important things we uh, hear about mordegai and uh, the way in which uh, uh, he was doing very thoughtfully and every uh, thing as god is uh, taking the coins in a right way mordegai was a blessing in god's hand and he was moving in a right way yes sir the wise lady a smart lady the uh, 
uh, he has a she has a great qualities here also i want to highlight some of the uh, qualities of esther number 1 i could see that the humility in her where we see that in chapter 8 verse 3 it's uh, very uh, moving to see that esther again pleaded with the king falling at his feet and weeping she begged him to put an end to the evil plan of haman look at that uh, words esther again pleaded with the king falling at his feet and weeping i just imagine that esther by now she could have got a confidence to go and talk to king and uh, immediately king has ordered to kill this man and there was a tremendous uh, uh, shift in uh, the mind of king now she can have a confidence and saying that i will go if i'll perish i'll perish that was earlier stage now i'll go and talk to my king my husband no no she fell at his feet and weeping actually she should have done it in chapter 5 verse 1 after fasting and prayer she would have gone to the king even if she he is not uh, going to raise the uh, allow me to go inside i will just go and fall in a in his feet and cry normally we'll say that uh, women's strength is in their cry by weeping they can get anything and everything that's the way normally people will say yes sir did not use her weeping in chapter 5 verse 1 king would have been very uh, sad to see a queen is uh, crying and she could have he could have asked what should i do but she went and approached him as a protocol and here we can clearly see that she is humble that's the reason without uh, going with the pride saying that i can dictate terms to king or i can get anything from king she went and fell down and wept but and she begged him to put an end to the evil number 2 sometimes uh, when we get power when we get prominence when we get things on our line we don't want to join with people who are helping us but it is other way around esther continued to obey modegai continued to join with modegai and doing things in taking actions she could have easily dictated uh, whatever uh, things modegai has to do because she is queen after all uh, Uh, modegai is uh, coming under the king and queen only my brothers and sisters especially my young dear ones as you are coming to a prominence as you are taking responsibilities as you become a leader as you are uh, in the under in a, a very good position in term in terms of taking actions please please remember your old days and don't miss mother guys in your life it's very important the human tendency is living and doing on my own 
but please don't do the mistake yes sir did one she had a wonderful character of joining with modegai and doing it i use one more word i really like that word she was so proactive in doing things proactive another character we have to uh, note down from the life of esther she was not content she was not uh, just saying that finished i'm very happy now let me relax not that type of an attitude she really took actions and she was proactively doing things my dear sisters in these days i see that uh, some of the sisters are not uh, ready for proactive steps they want to depend uh, either the spouse or parents or others on their own they don't want to take uh, immediate actions not only sisters even brothers i could see that there are many many believers after having a great joy in god in christ jesus and after involving in ministry under a good leadership we want to do everything what my boss says what my senior senior advisor says what the staff worker says what the pastor says proactively do it do you do anything no that's very bad very bad all of you including me i have to say all of us have to have the habit of doing proactive for god's kingdom sake esther had a great character of doing things proactively not waiting for the direction to be given by king or by modegai last one but it is not a least one in esther's book in chapter 9 verse 9 29 to 32 with that esther's name is closed but there i could see that uh, she has written that's lovely to note so queen esther i'm reading verse 29 daughter of habihail along with modegai the jew wrote with full authority to confirm this second letter concerning purim i really like it it's not starting with modegai along with esther it says so queen esther along with modegai wrote my dear sisters hear me it was a male dominated culture in jewish culture you know that some of the jews will go and thank god that i am not a, a women i am a man that's the way they prayed thanking god that i am not a lady i am a gentleman very very unfortunate in that male dominated culture we could read a, such a verse so queen esther along with uh, modegai wrote with full authority number 2 writing is a very good habit most of us don't have the habit of writing if we can speak we can speak 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 without stop we can speak but sit and write is very difficult today i want to challenge you if you want to learn some uh, good lessons from the character of esther do you have the habit of writing writing a letter very important in these days many of us do not know where the post office and we don't write okay leave alone 
such letters. Think of writing letters in WhatsApp, in email, and uh, think of uh, writing your own personal journey with God. They call it as uh, your personal diary or your journal. Write down what God says. Write down uh, messages to others. Write down songs. One of our participants uh, here in this uh, class now, he has written uh, six songs. Praise God. He is from other faith. God has uh, blessed him with writing songs. I thank God for him, for this young gentleman. Many of us are least bothered to sit and write. And even in writing, there are different uh, categories. You may not be in a position to write articles to, Darsan, to a campus link or any of your state magazines. But you can very well write some evangelistic messages to your contacts. You can very well write some words for people who are backsliding. You can very well write some uh, very good quote and things like that to encourage others. Why don't you write? Yes, sir, wrote. I like that. And I encourage all of you to take time to sit and write. I'm sure that some of you are writing the notes of the Bible studies. Praise God. But develop your own personal notes. What all I share, it's very, very limited. Even there may be some mistakes. Today only I found out that there was a blunder mistake in my slide on yesterday. Instead of Haman's friend, I typed out as Modegai's friend. Nobody has corrected me. That's very bad in your part. Okay. Uh, what I want to communicate is keep the slides and work on it and uh, develop your own outline. Develop uh, the message God has given you uh, from this book. Every book, that's my desire. One or other way, uh, it should be a blessing for you. And I'm so happy that uh, my dear uh, Lavanya has prayed that in many ways, God is speaking to her through the book of uh, Esther. I want to see that all the sisters will be queens like Esther in their own capacities. At the same time, writing is very, very important. I told you that uh, when we look at uh, chapter 9, two things I wanted to share with you. One is uh, the character of Esther, how we need to highlight. Second one is another major concern I wanted to share with you is about the feast, the feast of Purim or celebration. Some commentators say that uh, it was uh, organized in a very good uh, note that uh, because the Jewish people were escaped, so they are celebrating, so they have to celebrate. And at the same time, some commentators say that uh, there was already a festival going on with the pagan festival. And as an alternate alternative, here Mordegai and Esther are giving them a counter festival. So we need to take time to look at our attitude towards festival. It's not only Puri. In general, for the Christians, how do we look at festivals? Is it good or bad? I'm sure that uh, some of you who are uh, in me, uh, with me in the Bible study, 
you don't believe in festivals you don't believe in any good uh, day to be fixed for christmas or easter for good friday because for you every day is a christmas and every day is an easter just be or brought up praise god and uh, some of us may have a habit of having a particular day and celebrate that's what uh, paul could write into the colossians that's what we studied in second second chapter some keep special days some people don't keep special days but praise god for both of them if you don't believe in festivals praise god go ahead but those who believe in festivals let them be careful now let me write, uh, highlight some of the points here to both of us those who don't celebrate and also to those who celebrate here spiritually it is a remembrance of god's goodness it's very important purim it's a very wonderful festival every year on the 12th month of 13th 14th and 15th they celebrate especially on 14th and 15th they have a great celebration they want to give gifts to others they give, share sweets with others and they help the poor people look at that spiritually it is a remembrance of god's goodness even now as you celebrate christmas it is not that uh, we have to uh, celebrate on december 25th we do not know when jesus was born that's the way people argue but we remember god's goodness of sending his son uh, into this world the incarnated christ has come so we are celebrating christmas like that any festival for that matter in fact festivals are celebrated in every religion in every religion you can have one or other festivals the psychology says the celebration of festival helps individuals families and communities to release the tension uh, in my psychology class i studied it's something like a pressure cooker and uh, you can see that bus like that the sound comes festivals are those time otherwise the pressure cooker will be damaged that's the way the psychologists are saying if there is no celebration at all many of the cultures many of the uh, communities of people will be burst out it gives a re a release maybe two festivals in a uh, year and those days uh, the celebrations are very good nowadays people are very busy they don't have even i know that one of our egypt members got married he was telling me in their culture their marriage celebration is for 7 days that was in chennai and uh, he was telling very clearly there was a big celebration with relatives and all will be there for 7 days but he said nowadays it has come down to 3 days i am talking about uh, Fifteen uh, years back, it has happened, and even three days is a very big thing now. Those of us want to go and celebrate God's goodness in our close relatives' house at the maximum, we can be there for two days, and the third day we pack up and come back. Think of the festivals, same thing. But uh, psychologically, it releases. Third one, lovely. Socially, it is very helpful. for others to be happy during this christmas season we
we could see that uh, we get uh, old friends contact we send them uh, uh, christmas greetings and we send them the update of what has happened in this year and once in a year we uh, give gifts to the poor people and those who are working in our under us they are all be happy that uh, uh, we they get some gifts from us all sorts of things are happening socially definitely festivals are very useful even physically also it's a very good time maybe ladies work hard but nowadays everything with money you can get it and we eat more and end of the year after christmas some of us raise 2 kgs of our weight because we eat too much sweets and other things and physically we became very strong to face the new year i don't know festivals give us a good food good time a relaxed time and it makes us joyful so these are some of the good things i am not saying wrongly even if you are a sugar patient during christmas time you will be allowed to take little bit of sweets that's the way we celebrate look at the bad side of it people claim that most of the christian festivals are the counter of pagan festivals even december 25th that was a sun festival people are worshiping sun and they celebrating on december 25th when the christianity become growing and they wanted to change that festival as christmas so we should not celebrate that's the way they argue but uh, even puri also commented to say that it could be like that i don't know how far you can give importance to that one but uh, pagan background will be there even when there is a big uh, awakening and uh, as this non jews are becoming jews even in these days we could see that there are many people becoming christians the whole village become christians in 2019 Uh, some of us who are here in this bible study we were in a place in jharkhand uh, for the national missionary training camp for the outreach uh, for the two days exposure trip we went out as we were there in one village uh, some of the testimonies and the elder of the church stood up and said when missionaries came and the whole village became christians then how come they are going to celebrate deepavali how come they are going to celebrate their own festivals no festivals because the whole village become christians now they have to celebrate in their own style they celebrate it's not like our own style even when some of us went into the village the way in which they received us into the village itself amazing amazing that's the way they uh, celebrate and that's the way they are enjoying the uh, blessings so look at that number 2 let me go fast waste of money for many it's a waste of money because they don't have money but they have to celebrate take loan and things like that they waste money and children during this season time they pressure the parents uh, i need a nike shoe and i need this and that all sorts of things they demand and they waste money like anything at least these days government is taking little effort against crackers otherwise normally end of october or beginning of november we will have deepavali and all these christian boys and children they also wanted to have on christmas time 
crackers sometimes i feel very bad the money is becoming dust and smoke uh they wasting that crackers nowadays it's reduced waste of money like that it's going on third one it's very powerful it become a religious activity nothing is spiritual in festivals they don't really mean what they are talking like that those days it was very meaningful i can think of my young age when i go to my father's uh, native place when my mother's native place the religious times are so precious we'll be just waiting for that one spiritually we'll be equipped these days it's not like so last one it's very important it corrupts the moral life you know that uh, the christmas in america starts on november 26 in november 26 all the malls and the business people will be excited to begin their business for uh, christmas and in america it was reported the accidents happening on 24th and 25th of december is more than all the other 364 days look at that because they drunk and they have lost life and they are gone and they die look at uh, the celebration how it ends up pathetically so it we have to be very careful i am not judging uh, any of you or it is not for judgment i just want you to keep this in mind how you handle festivals let me finish with the last chapter very beautiful chapter three verses only the first verse talk about king laid a tribute he started collecting more money what does it mean he he is not uh, greed because of mordegai's leadership and because of the great joy among the people the king also was blessed and king also got more money natural when god's people submit themselves to god's authority and when they come into the power the nation is blessed no doubt about it second verse talk about modegai i'm sorry i don't have time some of the words are nicely recorded about modegai it reminds me of genesis 41 where pharaoh said to joseph i hereby put you in charge of the whole land of egypt then pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on joseph's finger he dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold coin a chain around his neck he had him ride on chariot as his second in command and people could shout like that exactly it has happened to modegai a pagan king could recognize modegai but my important point is the third verse modegai was a blessing to his people it is lovely to see that uh, the book closes with it with this beautiful phrase he worked for the good of his people and spoke up for the welfare of all the jews he spoke up for the welfare of all the jews otherwise he talks about the peace some other versions talk about peace the holistic blessing of his people so when you are blessed you will be a blessing and you will take the peace the holistic blessing to your family and to your community sorry i have taken little extra time let me finish with this uh, 
familiar um, way we are going to look at. Number one, how do I celebrate freedom which I receive from sin and death? As Billy Sunday says, whether my joy is affecting others. And second one, what are the proactive steps I'm taking to pass on this important joyful message? Esther and Modegai were excited, but they didn't stop. They proactively passing on this joyful message till everybody hears it and everybody reacts to it. Last, but it's definitely it's a very important question in every book study we look at that. What are the specific lessons I should learn and also we should learn as a community, as a church or as community from this book of Esther? I'm sure that you have noted down. Some of you are writing to me and somebody has written, uh, written six specific points after the Tuesday's Bible study. I praise God. And uh, I'm so thrilled that uh, it is a blessing for all of us. We'll continue to study. God willing, next Monday, I'll meet you. We are going to look at a New Testament book. We are going to study the book of Galatians on Monday. Bye. Let's pray together before we close. Father, we thank you for this lovely privilege of studying the book of Esther. As Sister Lavanya prayed, you have ministered to us by studying the book of Esther. Help me and help us to put it in practice. Even today, as you have taught us, we are having the freedom from sin and death. How much we should be joyful, rejoicing, not in celebrating in festivals, but really celebrating your goodness in our life so that many others will become Christians. Many others will come to know the God whom we worship is the true God. Continue to minister to us till we meet again on next Monday evening. Lord, be with us and guide us. In Jesus' precious name, we humbly pray. Amen.